This message is brought to you by Deadpool. Hi, Deadpool here. I just want to give maximum effort to my favorite Kiwi podcaster, Will Fleming, from Please Blow My Mind. Thank you for blowing my pants. <coughs> I mean mine, Will. If you also want your pants blown, go ahead and rate and review Please Blow My Mind on iTunes right now. And tell them Deadpool sent you. From the bottom of my pants, spank you. I mean, I'm very much similar to you. I don't have a yes, no, black or white answer. I am kind of, I like to flirt with the conversation. Yeah. It's because we came from an era, bro, where if you talk you got punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really happen anymore. Yeah. So we're that kind of space where we, we came from that time, yeah. but we're in a time now where we do have a lot of keyboard warriors. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. Welcome, 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 Haida Mai. If it's your first time at the podcast, in the podcast, around the podcast, visiting my podcast, I want to say hello, I want to say kiorana, I want to say welcome to the stream of consciousness. I don't quite know where I fit in things. In fact, that's a theme in this podcast where it can be argued that I don't really fit anywhere and that I fit everywhere. It's becoming clear to me as I chat to more people that this is a difference that I seem to have that others are allowing to be traded in for the solitary confinement of the internet, of, of an algorithm. I seem to want to connect with people and then this brings more out. This opens a portal to a consciousness, to a, to a way of being, which seems very human. I think ironically and we've never been more connected virtually so we need to reignite this connection in real life and this is what this episode of please blow my mind honors hohepa te moana or heps as he goes by joins me on this week's podcast he's a podcaster from taranaki he comes up to auckland he came up here for a catch-up with a rap concert and, and just general catching up with people and he caught up with me and we did a podcast from out the back of the van I've started kind of as it's warming up I want to get outside and and use the podcast to be able to breathe and to you know use the podcast as a vessel I feel like technology now forces us it like it like parasites to us and it feeds off us but it needs us, not the other way around. But that's the thing with the parasite is it makes it feel like you need it. The van represents the opposite to a parasite for me. It allows me to facilitate conversation, to be part of something else than just the standard. I don't know, I kind of think about it like if we're talking about food, I'm trying to have nutritious food but we're currently only serving chicken nuggets. And that's kind of how I think about it. Heps and I talk about many things, including, I don't know, what it means to be alive, what it, what it means to be an individual versus being part of the collective. We talk about the word privilege and what it means in today's world and how in a time where the world is confining and calibrating for conformity, where can we be brave? to be the ones liberating, to be the ones being outspoken about 
something more, I don't even know the right words, being outspoken about something more vulnerable. Okay, <laughs> I want to thank you again just before we get into this episode with Hips uh, for joining me on the podcast. If you are a long-time listener or a new-time listener, um, I've started a Patreon page and my intent of the Patreon page is to get followers of Please Blow My Mind to join me there and to subscribe and to donate for exclusive content so I'm going to start producing content only for Patreon that you won't hear in the podcast and uh, yeah the goal is to go deeper blow our minds together and expand this awesome little community all right team enjoy this episode with Hohepa Te Moana and me talking about life blowing our minds connecting in real life wishing you all a good time as well as it can be wherever you are Thank you all for blowing my mind. Welcome to Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. Please blow my mind. Whoa. That's the goal, brother. Get joy in your lives yeah. every day. I'm just simply looking to be 1% better every day. I get it, man. We're together on that. That is yeah. mind-blowing. We've got our work cut out for us. It's the thing that inspires me to continue on. Everything happens, and then we find a reason. You just went deep. <laughs> test, test. Um, two, two. So, Hello. Hips, is that, is that? Yep. Yeah, what's your full name? So my full name is Hohepa Timuana. Yep. But I only get called that by either the government or <laughs> my parents when I'm in trouble. Bro, so. that's, that's like me. That's William Joseph is what my mum calls me when she's um, mad at me. Bro, thanks for joining me in this. Uh, yeah, this is like the... I've got a front seat version of the podcast. Yep. We've got the in the van version of the podcast, yep. and now we've got podcasts with a view. Back of the van. <laughs> so you're 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 my first on this. Cool, bro. Bro, um, you have uh, you're up from the Naki. I am. Yep. And you went to um, where'd you go last night? I went to uh, the the ironic most ironic concert in the world, which is <laughs> Friday Jams, but it happens on a Sunday <laughs> <laughs> every year. But yeah, I went to that last night, and I thought I was popping up to Auckland, so <laughs> be rude to come all this way up and not get in touch with some people and Bro. you and I have been speaking for a little while and, and egging each other on Bro, and the, these digital relationships eh? yeah. like, I'm not even sure how we found each other on there might have well, been following uh, some sort of hashtag or something like maybe know. maybe I mean I think I found your podcast um, Best Side yes. eh? that's yep. yours and I'm always on the lookout for Kiwi podcasts you know because it's quite a it feels like it's quite a unique thing we do eh? for sure like it's super independent you know like uh, I'm not so we, it's funny. A lot of us have um, broadcast backgrounds, mm. but we've, we're like the ones who have been not discard well discarded by choice. It's yeah, like we've, it. we've walked away from the tit, you know. Found that it um, kind of really didn't line up with with what we really don't want to do. Or it wasn't allowed for me anyway. Sorry, I can't speak mm. for everyone else, but for me, it wasn't allowing me to be my true self. Bro. So I went and found an avenue in which I feel like I could be. Do my you true think self. this is helping you find your true self? For sure. Yeah. Um, I actually, to be honest, man, probably fought off the idea for a very long time. Right. Um, you know, friends, family, they're all like, man, like, get back in there. Like, when you were on the radio, you um, really inspired people yep. or motivated people, and it was cool to see, and we could tell that you were happy. Mm. And I thought, nah, 
I actually didn't really enjoy it. That was just a performance. Yeah. I guess I kind of had a bit of imposter syndrome and a bit questioned a bit of self-worth with, nah, that's not me. But then mm. when I actually kind of sat on it and thought about it for a bit, and I was just like, no, it is, it is what I want to do. I just don't want to do it the way that I've been told I have to do it. Bro, that's, isn't that a weird point that we can live these lives that – is totally, you know, there must be this uh, default human, which is kind of like a baby, you know, mm-hmm. babies come out and they just love and they're just ready. They're ready to soak it all up and it's so beautiful. And then we come along as these big people and we're just like, we hack this and we take that and we put different values on things, you know, all of a sudden, you know, like um, work's important. So we've got to palm you out to daycare and we love you still but you know and yep. all these things have an effect bro it's definitely like a, for lack of a better term I suppose a bit of conditioning mm. like we come out so excited and pumped you know like I always use the friends analogy a lot on, on my podcast and I talk mm. about how when we're like five six or seven we don't care we don't know what the word friend means we just want to be around people that yeah. we share yeah. some commonalities with and then you know, it kind of gets a bit complicated later on in life as you get older of what a friend is and what a friend mm. isn't. So I think, like, it's actually quite simple. We overcomplicate it <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> but do you ever wonder why we do that? Like, you know, like a dog has its system. And yep. it's like smell another butt, get some food, chew on a bone, <laughs> and like... You know, I don't know. That seems to, that's like quite a meaningful life. You know, there's yeah, a yeah. lot in a day, bro. You do that seven days a week, you've got a busy nose. <laughs> but but we get ourselves into such a twist that we don't do any of it sometimes, mm. eh? Like we get sad and then we don't, we, you know, it's like we're totally shut off. I definitely feel from a lot of the conversations that I've had in my podcast that we feel bad for not feeling busy, <laughs> even if the busyness is perhaps meaningless right. or unproductive. And so it's like we try and do a lot of things to keep ourselves busy mm. and, and then subsequently that means that we're worthy right. or that we're contributing, yep. even if we could be completely going busy and not mm. really. So going back to the dog analogy, the dog keeps it simple, does what he enjoys doing and does it every day, yep. but gets a bit knackered from it because he's just so committed to it. Mm. Whereas we try and add in all these other things and make it fancy mm. because we just want to make sure that people know that we're contributing. Mm. Yeah. Bro, I watched a documentary that's not really related, but it kind of is. Well, I'll try and relate it anyway because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's podcasting. Yep. Um, it was on it was on Karl Marx, right? So Marxism is in, oh, yeah, huge okay. in the world yep. and it's, it's kind of socialism and, and um, communism and all of that world. I'm so out of I don't understand any of it but you definitely hear some things around kind of um, you know this consumer world we live in capitalism and all these things and mm. I probably should have you know tried harder at school but anyway we find ourselves <laughs> here yeah. but the idea was that this Karl Marx dude as the documentary kind of explained him mm. was just a dude trying to find a better way for people to live like he kept reading articles about if we follow this capitalist world we're just going to be trading in ourselves to feed the beast and he kind of says something like we're not even in control of this capitalism beast and it feels that way you know it's like for sure I want a new phone and I don't care why and and then we trade down we trade down we trade down meaning like all of a sudden there's like kids uh, propping up the rest of the world and there there damn is if you look in China and that like our iPhones the reason they're for everyone is because someone's paying the price you know like literally with their body and and it's weird because it feels like we're talking about something else, but we're actually talking about humanity. So I don't really know what that means, but 
what I'm hopeful for is that, you know, I don't want to solve it with a podcast, but <laughs> but it feels like if we do more of this, and we talked about it, we just grabbed a quick, you know, feed, feed before yep. we um, jumped into chatting. That's the other thing I love about it is like we've just caught up. Let's let's have a feed and let's talk. There's something damn human about that, you know. Yeah, for it's sure. like us being the dogs, eh? That's yeah, what we that's should it. do. You Back know? to bum sniffing. Yeah, bro. Hard out. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a that's it should be a, a, another Hashtag. podcast. Yeah. Eh? Bum sniffing <laughs> with Will. <laughs> Ooh, that's blocked on social media. But but um. This idea that we get ourselves into this frame of mind, which nothing good comes out of it. It's just we we want more, we get greedy, and all of a sudden, um, you know, everyone starts thinking that's the way to be. Maybe that's why we turned our back a little bit on traditional broadcasts, because it feels like it feeds into that world. I mean, and I love my colleagues, don't get me wrong. Yeah, for sure. But I have told them to their face, you know, who are we fighting for when we're writing adverts, you know, that you should watch The Walking Dead? And that's like when I when I got out of the game as well, a lot of people were like, Why did you go away from it? Like you could have went far and stuff like that with it. But I I just said, honestly, I'm fatigued, like I'm mentally drained because I feel like I'm just perpetuating BS. And that's not like and once again, no disrespect to my colleagues and stuff like that, because they've got you know, um, what do you call them? Shareholders and stuff to be accountable too. So they're just, right. you know, they got fun. They got fun to feed at, at the time. But I still don't. I don't have any children or no dependents. So I was like, man, I have. Uh, enormous luxury here right. where I can actually take a punt on myself and see what I want to do because there's no one else at stake other than myself yeah. and you know we spoke inside when we were having a Kai and stuff like that like the the disconnection that's happening between a lot of people at the moment um, the conversations that we get to have during our podcasts I feel like we're definitely contributing to bringing those people and connecting those dots and bringing those people together and I get people all the time that, and I'm sure you do too I get messages from people saying man I never thought about that <laughs> or um, I used to see this guy on TV and think he was a bit of a douche he's actually really cool yeah um, I've got a kind of like one of my first episode I did um, was with a guy named Todd Williams. Uh, some know him as Louis Nux. So he he's a rapper from down in New Plymouth. He's a lot more than that, mm-hmm. but um, in, in an effort to be uh, hasty with the story, um, <laughs> he yeah he's a rapper, but he's done all sorts of stuff. He's helped out with youth in our area. He's done all sorts of great things. Mm-hmm. But the bros tatted from head to toe, and I had a close friend of mine who kind of you know for lack of a better term is pretty square, and he messaged me and said, bro, I would not have given this dude the time of day had I'd seen him on the street. Right. Now I want to buy him a beer mm-hmm. and sit down and talk with him forever. And to me, that is the biggest win. Like, I damn near cried, bro, because yeah. I was like, yes, that is the barrier that I want to destroy with what we're doing. Bro, and that's tear-worthy as well. Like, you know what's not tear-worthy? Like, crying about, I don't know, most of the things we cry about, you know, mm. crying because we got kind of hurt feelings from another person. It, there's so many things we externally now find validation in, eh? For and, sure. And I guess what I love, what you're talking about, is you're like, you know what's really brave? Talking to someone who you wouldn't think of talking to. For sure. And 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 people that you wouldn't think would want to talk to you back. Yeah. Like, you know, like I can't I can't get over how many times I message people or whatever through Instagram or something like, hey, I'm gonna be in town because no one comes to New Plymouth. <laughs> but when they when they do, like I make it my mission to kind of try and get hold of them. Yeah. So like, I will message them if I'm leaving New Plymouth, if I know that someone's somewhere where I'm gonna be, I will message them. If I hear they're coming to New Plymouth, mm. I will message them. And man, nine times out of ten it happens. Like they're like, yeah, yeah. and I just can't get over how I don't want to say how easy it is, but just how welcoming people are to have these chats. Because I suppose to me and to you as well, Mm. bro, we know what can happen from these chats. So in our head, it's probably a way bigger deal because we know what's possible. So like we put that, um, I don't want to say stress, but we, we 
we put it on that pedestal mm. because we're like, man, we know the change that we can happen yeah. from talking to this person. Yeah. And then when they say yes, kind of so simply, it's like, mm. really? Is yeah, that it? Yeah. You know? uh, everyone always says, how do you get your guests? And I'm like, oh, email and calling and yeah. asking. That's it. And most people say yes. And, and, and the weird thing is most people who have a profile have never been asked half of the questions apart from, you know, why did you decide to do this? You yep. know, which is the clickbait form, eh? Which yep. is what I think, you know, uh, I've been trying to work out what is it we're doing. You know, and I know we're having a good time, and we're we're sniffing butts virtually, and we're doing all these things. We're we're trying to be a version of ourselves. We'd be proud to hang around. You know, that's sure. what I feel like yeah. when we catch up here. I hardly agree. Um, it's a great way to put it. But I've just also tried to be diving deeper into why is it that this is becoming a thing? Like it's it can't be an accident that people in their thirties like us mm. are starting to feel like this is something to do and putting some weight on it. You know, and and we talked about it again at lunch. We talked about a lot of things in our little two minute lunch. Mm. Um, you know that that we were a generation who had a little bit of time offline or not digital natives and then had to as we grew up had to learn the digital stuff to help us with our jobs and stuff yep. but now we live in a time where we're so starved for any time offline or any conversation that doesn't revolve around something algorithm based that you know it's like free flow how do we know how to talk because we probably sat down bored for hours yeah, yeah. talking about stuff over fish and chips what know? is that thing you know where we were of on a, a special sort of generation where um, we still played bull rush mm. uh, we still <laughs> climbed trees yeah. uh, we still did a lot of that stuff and then computers come along and so we, we got the best of both worlds whereas um, you know the generation before us, they didn't get much computer time. Mm. You know, like I've, like I don't mind teasing my parents a little bit. They're pretty useless when it comes to computers and stuff. <laughs> like, mum still screams at the phone to make sure she can hear you, even though right, my mum accidentally, instead of answering it, pushes those auto send messages back. Like, I'm just driving. I'll call you back soon. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, you don't even drive. And then the <laughs> other one, like, love you, call you this afternoon. I'm like, you've never texted me that before. <laughs> and then she texts me, did you call me? You know, so they're, they're a crack up generation. Yeah, so they, so obviously, um, they, and then with the computer coming, and even like with the technology and the internet and stuff, we had it at a time, but we still had to work for it. But I remember, I remember loading up the 2001 Steel Dre video from Dr. Dre and Stu. I remember loading that before dinner, <laughs> eating dinner, coming back to check on it, and it still had a bit to go, going away and having a snack or whatever and talking to my brothers, then coming back, and it was ready. So it wasn't instant like it is now. You can't just load a video and watch a video. We still kind of, in a way, had to work mm. for... Like, you know, the dial-up <laughs> made us, made us jump through some hoops. I don't want to go too deep here, but, like, you know, porn was a thing, obviously, on yeah. dial-up. But you even had to wait for a picture to load. Yep. And in this sick, weird way, it built the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so I probably shouldn't talk too much. No, no. Happily married for over 13, 14 right, years. Right, yeah, you're right. You know, when we're teenagers, like, we dabbled right. with that sort of shit. And, and it's then, just so interesting how... Um, you know, and, and I guess what I've been trying to work out, if I kind of loop back, is is what is this? We're obviously spending more time online, and I feel like I've been trying to articulate this lately. We don't have the senses to deal with this online world, you know. And mm. I think we're seeing that by getting triggered so easy, so easy. Because in real life, you know, you gave me a hunger when we caught up. Yep. What did we do there? We shared space. We shared senses. We touched. We smelled. We yep. felt. You know. Then we talked. We looked. All of a sudden, in the first three seconds, we had a sense of where we are. Now, you created some awareness. Correct. And we did it all without 
too much. Yeah, and uh, with, there was no cohesion. There wasn't, okay, bro, when I met you, I'm going to hug you. Exactly. It just came together. And so online now, I think we're trying to rearticulate what those things are. Mm. And I wonder if what we're doing by doing these long-form chats is part of a new type of sense which I don't know really what it means, but maybe a new word that means something like intent. Yeah. That you, we just know from vlogs, from two-minute videos, from adverts, from reading auto cue, you can never get intent. But mm. if you listen to someone for an hour, you kind of like, oh, I get what that person. Uh, they're wrong, and I don't like them. Yeah. But I get what they mean. Yeah, yeah. There's no, I get what you mean anymore. Well, it's it's a it's a two way, or it's, it's a three way conversation, really. If you yeah. think there's you and me, yep. and there's someone listening, Hard someone out. watching, it's a three way conversation. So yeah. I know I know friends that drive while they listen to my podcast, yeah. and they're swearing at me and disagreeing with me <laughs> yeah. when I drive, yeah. and they say that they enjoy that because they know I can't argue back. Let's call one each <laughs> out because I want to call Malcolm out. My friend Malcolm in Tauranga, he always. Um, Text me, he's like, You're pronouncing that word wrong. And I'm like, Are you enjoying the podcast? He says, Yeah, it's great. And I'm like, Well, start with that and then give me the feedback. But he's a crack up, Malcolm. He's a long time listener. I said, Do you like the guests I have? And he said, Well, they go a little bit deep for me, <laughs> but I listened to three today. So, 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 something's, shout out, so something's connecting there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, mine will probably be then if I'm going to call out someone, it'll probably be Emily. Um, <laughs> she's one of, my, one of my best friends. We've been friends for a very long time. Awesome. And she's like, I can always count on her for honest, brutal. <laughs> feedback um, so like she's always messaging me like this was great that was shit this was great that was shit and That's I love hilarious. that yeah. um, but I know that it must be pretty good if she says that it's great because mm. she doesn't muck around the bush so you know you, you we've all got friends that kind of prop us up a bit, yeah. bit too much or they kind of only say good things and mm. not bad things which you know is still valid they're still friends yep. but it's nice to have those friends that can tell you when your shit does actually stink. Exactly. <laughs> Bro, one of the things I'm keen to ask other podcasters is what's your views on like speech, talking? Um, the, you know, because there's this whole thing around free speech. Mm. And I don't really know what I think about that because I actually don't think you should be able to say whatever the hell you want because words do have consequences. Yeah. However, when someone gets shut down, I sit back and I think, what does that mean? What does that mean when we help someone who's murdered someone on a path back to, you know, civilian life? Mm -hmm. But when someone says the wrong word online, they get cancelled and cut down forever. True. And I'm keen to try and work out, um, you know, is it like a is it a human right? to just be able to say what you want or honestly think man it comes back to that whole the probably reason why I mean I'm very much similar to you I don't have a yes no black or white answer I am kind of I like to flirt with the conversation yeah. is because we came from an era bro where if you talk shit you got punched in the face yeah. it doesn't really happen anymore yeah. so we're that kind of space where we, we came from that time yeah. but we're in a time now where we do have a lot of keyboard warriors yeah. I mean for instance the other day bro I was actually I don't want to say victim because that's too harsh of a word and I don't see myself as a victim yeah. but I was the subject of an online fake Facebook account that was telling people that I was racist really? yeah and really yes bro yes oh. and, that, and that, like, that's still happening at the moment I could probably pull out my phone and, and show you some of the messages but it's I mean it's, it's the beauty to that is is that Yes, it was pretty shocking, but the whole my community has rallied behind me and said, yeah. "You obviously do not know this fella. Like he is out there having conversations to break those barriers. Wow. He's emceeing a lot of stuff. Like people just got behind me, bro. But it is a fake. And for me, it's easy. It's a fake profile. It's someone who 
obviously is scared and hides behind something, so yeah. they're not going to come out. So, yeah. but back into relation to what we're talking about with um, freedom of speech. Mm. I think it comes back to what I said at the beginning. Like, you can say what you want, but if you're going to get smacked in the face, you're going to get smacked in the face, whether that's yeah. getting shut down or whether that's being, um, you know, muzzled or, or anything like that. I mean, for sure, say what you want, but mm-hmm. just be prepared for the consequences. Yeah. I think a lot of people now think they can say whatever they want and they shouldn't have to endure any consequences. Right. If, or people should just agree. Yeah. And if they don't agree, they should just shut up. Yeah. It's like, no, like, be challenged. Mm. I love it when people challenge yeah. me. Hard. You know, my friends don't all agree with the stuff that I do. My, yeah. my guests, and your guests probably don't yeah, either. Yeah. But we can discuss them yeah. and debate them intelligently and we can just walk away hugging each other. Yeah. You know, the, my favourite one, my best example, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a conversation between Oprah and Jay-Z right. and they talk about the N-word. Yeah. And she talks about how she hates it because in her generation, in her time, it was very hurtful. Yeah. And he loves it because he, to him, his generation took that word and used it as a sense of camaraderie mm-hmm. and turned it on the people who used to try and use it as a hurtful word. Yeah. And they still, to this day, disagree, but they still love each other wholeheartedly. Mm. I think we, we can. Well, I know I learned a lot from that when yeah. it came to different things. But yeah, so that's I guess to answer the question shortly, bro. Like, if you want to say something, just prepare to get a smack in the mouth right. if people disagree. Yeah, hmm. isn't that interesting though? That we had to kind of we had this physical. You know, we talk about dogs again. Like dogs have a way to, you know, when the little dog's not doing something right, the mum picks it up by the neck. Yeah, and it, and it's seen as. Um, and I've seen dog trainers do it too. And it was like, why are you being so cruel to that dog? And it's like, well, that's how the dogs Learns. get taught. Yeah. And and I remember being shown that if the dog's not listening, you pick it up off the ground and hold it for a second, and that was a physical way to say you not the boss yeah and it seems to be that you not the boss doesn't really exist now eh? because mm. uh, it started probably with that anti-smacking law you know like and look i'm not an advocate for hitting you know i don't hit i'm there's a big difference between smacks and hiding right. bro. and but, i think that's we never articulated today yeah. no one ever sat down and said right well let's have a forum yep where we talk to people and see what their views are mm. because if you've had a hiding you know what a hiding <laughs> is and if you had a smack you probably know what that is too but they're not the same thing and i think that's where yeah it Maybe what we're up to with these long form is also being brave enough to have nuanced discussions. Eh? For like, sure. Like, what do you exactly mean? And then you can take that stuff away. And and, and it just enables us to dig and mm, dig mm, and dig mm. and dig, you know? Like, the the short conversations, like you said before, they're just headline grabbers. Yep. And that only allows you to see things at very face value. Yeah. Whereas the long form conversations actually enables us to dig mm. and to dig. You know, like, I, I always, most of my guests that I've had, I've already teed up part two to happen in the near future because yeah. straight away all the questions come through. Why didn't you challenge them on this? I actually, but that's, not, that's all great stuff. Mm. Well, when we do number two, yeah. they try and tee up number twos with people just because we'll have new stuff to talk about. Yeah. Things change, you know. Like I've had one um, guest um, who was on my podcast since it's been a year since he appeared, and in that year, he's done three hundred speaking engagements. So you think of all the stuff that he's got to talk about mm. now. Like there's always, yeah. I think the long form just enables us to really peel back those layers yeah. and get into the nitty gritty and and have those conversations with having. You were talking about before we kicked off that you had recorded like eight. Is that right? Yeah, you, like probably more, I think. Yeah. And, and you also talked a little bit about the imposter syndrome, and I wonder if we could just have a, a, a chat about that. For sure. It's not to put you on the spot, but no, no. I'm super fascinated by this idea that from a young age we are kind of um, almost told to 
what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, mm. That's not an uncommon question to hear as a kid, but it's quite a peculiar question because like, how the heck do I know what I want to be? Yeah. I want to be happy, um, find meaning, have some people who love me, and then if I can earn some money, cool. Yep. But most kids... But you're like, an articulate kid if oh, you were saying dude, that. Dude, you I, don't know, I was too busy watching <laughs> Superman. Bro, I was telling like, everyone that I wanted to be <laughs> Billy T. James. That was my answer. Well, what do you want to be over, when you bro. grow up? I was thinking about Billy T. last night. Mm. We need some Billy T. in this world. Bro, I could definitely do... I think he was an awesome... Like, I know that he got a lot of flack at the time for being a bit of an Uncle Tom and things like that. Mm. I mean, he had hate from both sides. Um, but to me, he he built a bit of a bridge between the races because he just showed everyone how to take the piss out of ourselves. Yeah, you know? and, both and, sides. And that's right, how to take the piss. It isn't <laughs> So many things seem counterintuitive, bro. Like, if you take the piss today, you're, you know, like you're a racist or you're a bigot mm. or something like that, eh? But it could just be... Maybe I'm those things or maybe I'm just trying to find something funny about, um, you know, stereotypes or what we do. And But I don't know, man. I all guess good jokes contain real shit, though. Like, yeah. all good jokes That's have true. some stuff that... Because they... Because, like, n- laughter's a nervous reaction. Mm. So you don't just you don't just laugh from, like, being entertained. You yeah. actually laugh because part of you is like, oh, that's true a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a physical, like, jiggling, like, the body, like, shakes and mm. vibrates mm. because it's like, oh, what's going on here? This mm. is uncomfortable. And Did you see Chappelle's new special? Which one? Because he's released a couple at the same time. The one that's just come out recently. He just goes, he goes over everybody. He's talking about Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, but how did we let that happen? It's an intense, <laughs> it's an intense one. But it's one of those things like he, I thought, I was actually just saying before that came out, like if Chappelle came out now mm. with the stuff that he used to talk about, there's no way he'd get away with it. Mm. But he's still being real. He's still being him and he's fine. What do you think it is, bro? Is it that the that he just doesn't he doesn't he's he's brave enough and people sense that and they're just like well we can say what we want about him but he's just doing him i think a lot of it too bros you can't you can't necessarily say yep he's right but you can't right. say he's wrong right. so i think that's why Yes, the bravery is a big part of it. Mm. A lot of it is the balls, like the balls to actually say it. And a lot of it as well is um, he's saying stuff that people have been thinking. Yeah. But he's actually got the nuts to come out and say it. Where do you go with your ethics, bro, when you're on the podcast? Because it's something I think about. Like, we are our producers, we're our hosts, we're our marketers, we're our post production people. We're like these mini little, uh, you know, uh, media organizations that, you know, probably don't have, you know, um, um, lawyers and big insurance you policies. Know, like you know, we're liable <laughs> yeah, as. Yeah, like yeah. someone said on the podcast recently, they're like, "Why did you give yourself an out there?" And it's like because I don't really know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I might get like I don't know whatever the version of sued is well, here. Well, yeah, one thing I always have to because so there's only one question that I make sure I ask every guest, yeah. and that question is: There's someone now who's listening who's in a bit of a dark spot. Mm. What would your advice be? Mm. And that's how I started out. Now I say that, and I say, bearing in mind you're not a health professional. Right. Right, just in case. <laughs> just in case, because... because yeah, they can say anything yeah, you yeah, guess, yeah, for sure. Well. And then, like you're saying, some of the listeners might, you know, absolutely worship this person, so they'll do anything they say. Yeah. So, you know, they're little disclaimers. But, yeah, the, the ethics is definitely interesting. Mm. I find myself getting... I still get uncomfortable around a few conversations, but I see that as a positive. You know, like one that's been popping out recently, it hasn't actually come up on any of the episodes that are out, but some that are coming out in the very near future is this whole thing about white privilege. Right. Um, that's coming up a lot. That's been a conversation that's been happening not only with the podcast, but in my life socially. Yeah. So that tells me 
that it's time to talk about it. So that's been coming up. So I'm interested to see how people mm. react to that, you know, because I've got friends of both sides. Um, what else? Yeah, that's definitely well, one. On both sides. Yeah. So half of me is, and Billy T joked about it, you yep. know, he's like, what's that? something like half of me wants to drink, the other half doesn't. Yeah, the Irish Maldi. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I sometimes think, man, do I have to pick a side? Because I don't, in a world, if, it, if it's going to start affecting jobs and mm. opportunities, I mean, I've already told myself, you are not allowed to. You are allowed to be a mix, and that's your role. For sure. You have to tell people what it was like to eat with hands at one family and then eat with knives and forks at the other. Yeah. That's your role. So I, I don't. I honestly think, like, and that's we can relate that to what we do with these podcasts mm. and what we talked about before with being a part of the generation that climbed trees and then part of the other generation that had. Um, I was trying to think of the little, the first apples that kind of looked real ugly with the colours <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Like I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah. No, I was after the Macintoshes though. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but you know, we're so we're part of those two generations. We're also part of the two sides of the whole mm. white privilege argument mm. too. I mean, me, like I, yes, I have a Fijian Maori mother uh, and a Maori father, but I was actually um, I moved out of home real young, around fourteen, fifteen, and I lived with lots of families who were predominantly Pakeha families, mm. and. I have to admit, like a lot of the stereotypes and stuff that I caved into when I was younger, you know, about white people. Yeah. And then I got to live with them. I was like, no, nah, they're actually mm, really cool. You know, mm, like they don't talk with a funny, right. like, hi there. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. things that we used to take the piss out when we were kids. It's like Chappelle does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard. And then, um, so I think we probably do need to be those bridges, but we yeah. don't need to pick a side. I don't think we need a referee either. I think a lot of us get stuck in trying to mediate between the two, like, oh no, like trying to explain stuff. I honestly just think we got to lead by example and yeah. show that people are people. Hard out, hard out. Well, because there's a difference between someone who's actively being like a bigot or a racist and yep. someone who's just a dick and naive. And and, and they just need, like like you say, man, you, you had a way to deal with that and that was, if you were too lippy, you got clipped. Yeah. And look, I'm, we're probably not advocating that that was an awesome solution for everything because mm. the problem well, with climbing I mean it metaphorically yeah, yeah, too, yeah. yeah but but it was a solution yeah. it's like climbing trees was good but every now and then some poor bugger fell out and yep. broke his arm yep. and everyone was like ooh you know and sometimes getting clipped meant you know they landed on the ground and got brain damage and like you can't control the chaos of everything mm. but I guess it's like what's the right amount of you know balance in this thing eh? and, yep. and um, you know balance is an interesting word bro it's like so, you know, we we kind of bambi it around like, I just want to have a balanced life. Yeah. It's like, bro, try and stand on your foot for like one minute and balance. Like, balance ain't easy. Well, that's like one big <laughs> argument that I've had with people for ages. So I've been like an entrepreneur for a while now. So I've always had different businesses and stuff on the go. Um, you know, I've worked for my... I've. DJ'd since I was 14, awesome. uh, I've done a bit of MC work, um, heaps of stuff, event planning, and people always say, man, what about work-life balance? I'm like, honestly, the, uh, to me it doesn't exist, it's just life, and you just fit in as much possible as you like to do, yeah. and then have, make sure you have breaks. <laughs> like, So do you think, like if we just expand that a bit, mm -hmm. it's not about you doing the fun things all the time, mm. how would you define like what because I'm trying to work through this myself yep. um, I say at the moment I'd like to have seven days of doing things I enjoy doing now enjoying isn't all the good stuff it's sometimes I enjoy um, doing hard stuff like my weeding because I know it needs to be done and yeah. it makes me feel accomplished it sucks and, at the time but afterwards yeah, bro, you're you know? so stoked and it, sometimes it's like not 
I'm battling with this at the moment. Not because I talk quite a lot now with the podcast, so mm. I feel like I've got an opinion on quite a few things. Yeah. But sometimes I have to be prepared to shut the hell up at home, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to teach myself, particularly with my kids. You know, I've got a 13 year old, 11 year old, so they're very opinionated too, and I want to out talk them. But we end up just reaching these stalemates where, of course, they're kids. They just want to like be heard, and for you just to like tap them on the head and you know bugger off, go climb a tree or something. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. And I'm I'm losing that game because I keep you know not taking my own medicine and and sitting there and arguing with them and you know yeah, I'm yeah. the adult you know, just for me I, like I'm not a father but I have like plenty of nieces and nephews and, and young people whose lives I'm part of for me I always because I was a little shit bro when I was at school like I was a bad student I was a bit of a bully like all those things kind of rolled into one um, and I always say to myself would I listen to me would 12 year old me listen to me at the moment and they're like nah probably not So, and to be honest I think like as much as it's probably painful as a father it's painful as an uncle so as a father it must yeah. be tenfold sometimes you just let them fall out of the tree and get hurt and but it's hard to watch I, I imagine <laughs> it's so hard it's hard not knowing it's hard knowing that I might not be the person they need just right now like yeah. it's good for me to hang around mm. I was really useful between the ages of 0 and 10 I could play with them we could you know trampoline and so we've got a new baby and I'm doing things with this one year old and I'm like remember when I did this with you and they're like no nah. like, <laughs> what do you mean you don't remember this was awesome we spent hours on the tramp and I'd balance you and we'd, you would crack up and they're like oh okay dude the thing that I always keep faith with because like, I remember I really resented my parents bro growing up when I went through that stuff when I ended up moving out of home quite young mm. I really resented them for a long time and now I'm like oh like mm. I get why that <laughs> happened I understand where they're coming from yeah. and for me I just hold faith that they'll have that moment one day yeah. yes I'm the arsehole in the short term but in the long term they'll actually be grateful for me and, yeah. and they'll, what I'm doing makes sense um, you know like for, for my what, there's been like a period of like three or four years where my brother's kids weren't getting presents for me mm. for their birthdays and stuff just because simply I couldn't afford to do it mm. all my money was being poured into a couple of passion projects and yeah, stuff yeah. and then I was actually quite stoked to hear my nephew say um, to his sister she, they weren't complaining about it I think they were just making fun of it mm. and I'm quite lucky I've done a bit of self work and stuff I think old Hipper would have got quite a bit of an ego about it and been gutted but I could just laugh about it with them now <laughs> but it's quite so like my nephew literally said to his sister don't worry Uncle might not buy us presents today, but he'll buy us cars when we're 18. Perfect. And I was like, perfect, bro. <laughs> I was like, perfect. Just yeah. keep remembering that, yeah. and then and we'll we, be good. They want the Tesla ones, too. Yeah, yeah the they already want flipping iPhones and everything <laughs> yeah. like that. So, Speaking about tech, bro, like, are you one of the op- optimistic about the future, or are you a bit nervous about, like, you know, we certainly have a push towards algorithms and mm. measurements, and it's kind of a freaky world because... We don't quite, you can't see behind the bonnet. You don't know what the Tesla's thinking when yeah, it's yeah. making its calls. Skynet. Exactly, bro. <laughs> like, or Google. Like, you know, it freaked me out when I realized that when you type it in, you're not really getting a true response. You're getting an algorithm being the mediator. Yep. And just what I was like, whoa. What? Added in with some, what some other dudes are paying for you to see. Yeah, bro. And I heard this crazy story. It was a little bit ago now about how they're, they're measuring so much and getting data in all these weird places. You know when you go to click um, I'm not a robot on a website? Mm-hmm. It's actually measuring you going to that box and clicking it and it can tell these things about your mouse movements about your brain and where it's coming from maybe yeah, for the last page yeah, or yeah. where and you're hotspotting or more like your psychology you know it, it like for example it was theorized that um, it can tell if you have a neurological disease 
And so you might start seeing adverts pop up for that based on your movements. Oh, wow. I and hadn't heard like, that one. Bro, if, even if that's not real, that's totally something humans would do. Yeah. Instead of telling you, hey, Hebs, go see a doctor, bro. you got some issues. It'll tell you in 10 years' time when the advert's ready, you know? Yeah. And I just... That's, that's what makes me nervous that we've outsourced all this algorithm stuff and again like consumerism and latest iPhone there'll be something we're paying the price for mm. and I think it's whatever we call at the risk of sounding boring bro yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic in parts but I'm also concerned in parts concerned from definitely the stuff you've talked about mm. like the algorithm and the machine part of it but I'm also excited about the things that can't be machine duplicated or replicated yeah. you know like I come from a customer service background I've worked in retail and stuff I know that you cannot machine make customer service that authentic feel of being happy from being given great customer service can't be duplicated and at the moment or for a long time customer service being like the bottom of the pile of crappy jobs and kind of frowned upon that's just going to go sky high because it's the one thing that you can't well I feel anyway someone out there now is probably sitting there watching going no you totally can (laughs) and maybe you can but as far as I know you can't you can't um, create or What's the word? Like, like emulate. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You can't emulate genuine, yeah. great customer service. Like this chat, right? Yeah. It's one of a kind. We'll probably have many over our life now because this is just how we're going to roll as these, whatever we are, we're podcasters or content creators or just hum- digital humans. Yep. Maybe that's what this is, you know? It's like, because it is a weird thing where there's other people playing in. And they're doing the dishes and they're cracking up and they're like, oh, I didn't realize you were, you know, watching porn. Well, with, with the thing that was cracking me up too with the whole when the whole podcast started out is I kind of forgot that people were listening to me too. <laughs> yeah. I just thought people would be listening to my guests, like who gives a shit what I've got to say. Yeah. And then like I've had friends be like, man, that's crazy that mm. you actually think X about Y. Yeah. And I was like, where did I say that? And they're like, oh, the episode yeah. was so and so. I'm like, oh, I did. Yeah. And like there's even like so one conversation that still blows my mind. So if we talk about the not necessarily the white privilege thing, but there's there's relativity there um, that I brought up before. Um, the equality thing. Mm. So people talk about equality a lot, you know, people are like we all need to be equal. I've always said, Well, my dad doesn't treat me and my brother the same. How do how would I expect the world to treat us the same? Yeah. And then Andrew Judd, who was a former mayor of New Plymouth who pushed for a Māori ward and now council, he actually, I was actually cracking up having my mind blown by him. Yeah, and he actually said to me, okay, all right, that's what we're going to do. We want everyone to be the same, yeah? And I was like, yep. And he goes, okay, let's all be Māori. And I was like, oh, we can't. And he goes, well, why do we expect Māori to be Pākehā? And I was like, holy shit, bro. I've never thought of it like that, you know? So, yeah, it's crazy. Like, uh, like those sort of things can't be manufactured. Well, I'm just concerned we will try. I'm concerned that we will, we want, I feel a push to make everyone the same, you know? Like, when it's about no kind of gender neutral toilets and stuff you know or or the fact that you can change your gender just on your feeling because mm-hmm. I, I haven't really got a definitive position on it which is why I podcast because I want to learn more yeah um, um, but but I definitely believe you should have the choice to be however you want yep. it's just in what circumstance right like if I have to dress up in my suit and I don't want to go in my suit I don't want them have to let me in because I don't want to be in my suit. I just got to either be part of it or not wear my suit. And, That's what I, and that comes back for me, that comes back to getting smacked in the mouth. You can say what you want or do what you want to do, but yeah. don't pack a sad when that smack comes you know yeah. and that's you know that's another great analogy like yeah. if there's someone that requires you to wear a suit well you make the choice am I going in or am I staying out yeah. you don't try and 
Well, I mean, you can negotiate terms, I guess, but don't, don't be surprised if the negotiation doesn't go your way. But then, bro, the other part of me is like, well, if black people in America didn't sit on that bus and they said, we're just going to catch the car, mm-hmm. nothing would have changed. Got done. So it is a fine line because that's why I mean, bro, I don't know if I'm part of the solution or problem sometimes. I'm just... It depends on, I feel, it depends on what you define as your problem and solution. I I think we're a fantastic medium for generating the conversations about challenging people. I think we're getting people off the fence every time, bro. The more that people listen to our guests and and the themes that we explore, it helps them sway one way or the other. Mm. They might not jump off the fence today. They might not chop sides today, but it's given them an insight. And that's all we're after. Because we, like we've said consistently throughout our corridor today, we don't have all the answers, but I'm keen to know. Mm. So I will speak to as many people as possible so Mm. that I can learn. That's kind of effectively what we're What's the podcast? Well, what's life's goal, man, for you? Is it just to to make the every day as meaningful as possible? It's, it's definitely to show people that they're capable of way more than what they give themselves credit for. But I was so lucky as a kid to have a lot of people put a lot of faith in me. So uh, we spoke before about my Korean radio. That actually started because, um, like I said, I was the little clown at school that didn't listen to teach. I was bigger than some of my teachers and so probably used to stand over a couple of them and things like that. I actually used to get sent to the back of the class, put on your headphones and just go in the back of the class and, keep, and keep away. Like, we just don't want you. And then, because I'd like hammer out my work and then start distracting the other kids and wanting to play so they were like well he's doing his work so he's not dumb he loves people because he's trying to interact and he loves music because he's always got headphones on let's get him into radio and it was actually my careers lady my teachers that got me radio experience helped me get the papers and got me in and that amount of faith that they had in me like I'm, I'm internally grateful for and the way that I pay that forward is making sure that people have that faith in them or there's another way for them to receive that type of care that I got so definitely yeah to have the conversations that we're not having that's definitely a goal in life because I think there's a there's growth outside the comfort zone I know it's cliche and token but it's true and definitely to allow people to have more faith in themselves than probably what they do give themselves more credit than what they have bro that's awesome I am um, <clears throat> just before we wrap up because mm-hmm. uh, I go back to work I get in trouble yeah um I was thinking about privilege, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe we could articulate this further. And um, and I'm keen to hear your upcoming podcast about it. I was thinking that privilege, like, uh, maybe I'll try and say it like this. Uh, actually, I'll go back a step. So I watched this Netflix documentary, and they were talking to a little Indian girl, eight years old, who was looking after their um, her brothers and sisters because mm-hmm. the parents were sick and or something like that. And the interviewer says um, to this little girl, what do you dream about? And I paused it because I was like, oh, this is a mind-blowing moment for me. And I was like, I wonder what she'll say. Is it, you know, have the latest iPhone or, um, you know, having uh, enough food to feed everyone? I was making all these judgments, right, based on my life. Yep. And so I was like, okay, so I push play again. And she said, oh, I don't dream. And that was that. And I was like, whoa, that was way bigger than anything. And I tied it That's to this crazy. word privilege, bro, that it's a privilege to dream. We think, think, we think of privilege as a bit of a negative term at the mm-hmm. moment. And I thought about it and I'm like, well, what you should do if you've been afforded the privilege to try things, to, to dream, maybe at its base form, is to let others know that that's possible. Mm-hmm. Is to let people who don't dream because their life is whatever, mm. that if you can 
have a certain amount of stuff or be safe enough for a certain amount of time where you don't have to always be on the edge that a dream is possible and that kind of hit me a little bit you Bro, know? that hit me hearing you well, say it it's just like because I, I still don't know how to articulate it but I know as a young person that I was able to dream mm. and this is still I'm still dreaming today you yeah, know I get sure. to catch up with people and do these things and and I sometimes think if you're at a if you don't know what to do and you think your life is just horrific ask yourself can I dream and if I can dream, then it's a worthy goal would be help someone else dream, you know, and just, cool, yeah, so something like that. I don't yeah. know. It probably, look, I'm not saying that's a thing for, a fix for everything. And look, if you need tablets, go get those tablets. And if you've got issues, <laughs> deal with them. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not all about dreaming, you know. Yeah. That got people in trouble if they just follow their dream. But to ask yourself, do I or do I not? And if you do, well, fuck's sake, you've probably got it a bit better than someone else. For sure. You know, like privilege is privilege. The privilege to dream. The privilege to have this conversation is a privilege, man. Yeah. Like, we, we can prioritize a catch up yeah. and make sure the magic happened today. And there's other people who have got way bigger priorities and things that they need to happen in their life that yeah. they can't even think about that. Yeah. They can't jump on Instagram and mm. DM a brother and say, hey, bro, let's catch up. <laughs> We're in the same field. Like, it'll be awesome to meet. Exactly. Um, but we have the privilege to be able to do that. And, like, it can be very hard as well. Like a lot of people feel bad for the privileges that they have. Mm. Um, man, just make the most of it. And yeah, like you said, bro, yeah. give them the power to dream. Just try, at least try, because I don't know if it's that easy. It's this weird dynamic of humanity, which we've somehow picked that up. I think that's the soul or whatever people are, something deep down, you know, mm. but we've somehow worked it out that that's a thing. And these dreams can cause fucking chaos with millions dead yep. it, those are dreams too the dream of a cleaner something or communism or and then they got the other side which is like you know the dream of a I don't know a life where people can I don't know just go about their day yeah, everyone gets on and, and have some food tonight and be happy enough um, I ask every guest bro and I'll ask you too do you have a mind blowing moment that um, I don't quite know what I mean but like, helped you see the world a different way I've honestly been so blessed to have a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I like to think of myself as a constant learner uh, and someone who's, I, I say I'm highly absorbent. Um, <laughs> you know, like I, I take in a lot around me. I don't always keep a lot, but I try to take in a lot. Mm. So I'm trying to think of, of a mind-blowing moment or something. You Like kind of, I guess, a, a life-changing sort of. Yeah, like I like Hips went to bed one night and woke up someone different based off something. Yeah. So probably... Um, a big thing that, man, honestly, like hip hop music, mm. like so, you know, if I'm going off what I experienced last night, going along to the concert, um, I, like, I had some time, as I mentioned before, my my issues with my parents when I was younger, I had some time when I felt way sorry for myself, and I was like, man, like all my mates at school aren't going through this mm. stuff, like they're sweet, they go home with their parents, their parents, you know, tell them they love them and stuff. Mm. It's like, man, I don't even go home to my parents, like. I honestly felt hard trotter, but what helped me got through that was hip hop music. I know a lot of people talk about the bravado, and they talk about um, you know the the glorifying of um, you know money and mm -hmm. things like that, or the disrespect that some of the lyrics has towards females. But there's at the very base core of it, some of these superstars or some of these guys that have done some cool things have come from the harshest of environments, and 
crap hop music is a consistent reminder to me like hey if these dudes can do it you can do it you can get through stuff so i i'm like i've always got like a couple of cds handy in the car or the spotify ready to go and i'm like man if i'm feeling sorry for myself it's like all right man let's listen to some jay-z let's listen to some 50 and hear them talk about their journey and what they're doing what they're going on and it immediately pulls me out so that was a big realization for me i guess to put it in context to the question is that the music's not just music for entertainment there's actually some massive storytelling in there and some stuff that can get you through um so i always say man like i'm a product of three cultures then that's maori fiji and and hip-hop yeah three cultures and i'm a proud product of all three boom that's awesome where can people follow you, bro, and follow your podcast? Because we're forming this little kind of Avengers, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's where, it. Uh, you know, we can all catch up one day. I want to have like a little TED conference, but it's podcast. For sure, that'll be the big goal, man. I'd love to have like a conference or, you know, an annual podcast event or something. We all get together yeah. and bring it around. Come down to my piece of paradise oh, down bro, in Taranaki. Because, yeah, that's that's the that's uh, the middle of um, the land. So that's where it should all congregate, eh? It's, it's halfway like, between everything. So, um, yeah, so you can find me on uh, Best Side is the podcast. Instagram, Facebook, I spell it with three I's a reason being um, when you grow up in Taranaki you walk around thinking that you're the man listening to West Coast hip hop music because it's on the West Coast and everyone's saying West Side, so I spell it with three I's because of Best Side but also because it's focused on opening up your third eye, so hence three I's, so a bit of deepness there with a bit of you know, young silliness. <laughs> Do you know, um, I just thought, bro, yeah. that that name was taken, and you kept oh, adding, adding some more to the username. No, but no. no, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, um, website's coming in the new year. Um, it'll just be bestside.co.nz. I've bought the domain. I'm just working on some bits and pieces at the moment. Um, or you can follow me personally. It's just Hepsifix. Um, that was my DJ name, and that came about because I DJed at a festival. The next morning, I saw some guys at Macca's that had just been at the festival, and they said, "Oh, you're the guy from D- that DJed last night." And my best friend had way too much to drink. He said, yeah, that's the effects of the hips. So I got the name Hips Effects. So (laughs) Hips Effects and also uh, Best Side with Three Eyes, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. Cheers. Shot, brother. Thanks, man, for touching base. It was awesome to meet you. Um, Something really cool happened where we caught up on this this world. And I've been bagging algorithms, but it it brought us together. So so it's not all bad. Uh, And then we took it to that next level where it's like, all right, we're going to have a bit of bravery. We're going to catch up with someone in the physical world. And I think it's, I think it's the future. You know, it's like Bro, Tinder for entrepreneurs. Some, <laughs> some, somebody start making that yeah, Tinder yeah, yeah. for entrepreneurs. Oh, get doing. But um, one thing I want to actually plug, bro, before yeah. I go as well. So, people that are watching the video, you'll see a hoodie that I'm wearing, uh, representing the founder of Men's Medicine. Boom. It's an awesome event that I, I implore you to Google, jump on Facebook. You would have seen the video by Marai. Uh, it's an awesome movement happening at the moment, which is empowering a lot of our men between Australia and New Zealand and being comfortable with vulnerability and also. So opening up about a lot of the traumas and stuff that they're going through. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to That's this awesome. co-popper bro before we yeah, rock and roll. Buy me one. That's awesome. Bro, go, go, because I saw that. Just come along to the walk. We got one uh, on the 29th of. Is it the 29th? No, it must be the, the 22nd of December. We're going to be walking here in Auckland. Really? Men's Medicine oh, well, Walk. We're yep. going to catch up again. We'll do another pod and I'll walk my little cotton socks off. Thanks everybody for watching and listening and thanks brother for joining me. And uh, we'll catch you up in the next podcast. Thanks bro. Cool. Yeah, that's joy. Yeah, that's awesome. Hot mom! Hot mom! Hot mom! Hot mom! Hot mom!